everyone, this is Sarah G, and it is Sarah G Strikes. We are going to get into it. It'll probably be a shorter episode, but for a lot of people who don't have a lot of time to listen to me, that is okay. I'm going to just cover a lot of basics that I've learned a few days ago, today, whatever, and then this will be kind of a bonus episode as I, you know, intermediately get back in. Now, we've had six episodes come up recently, and Within those six episodes, a lot has happened that I don't even really know how to begin with, but it becomes the sound redundant. That being said, redundancy is a lot of what's going on here in our future, in our lifetime. You know, we're at a point where there has not been a strike in 63 years. And you know what? That, I mean, strike like dual strike, okay, for starters. I know I said there have been other strikes. But there really hasn't been any sort of residual and updates, etc. And I think that we need to, you know, pay our actors and our writers, etc. their damn dues. Because they earned it. I was just watching Red, White, and Royal Blue. And I think that it was a phenomenal movie. Yes, we all love the love story between Henry and Alex. But I'm going to go on to say something else, though. That really was, for me, what made me love the movie. Aside from just all the physical comedy in the first half of the movie. Like, it's beyond hilarious. But all the boss bitches, all the boss ladies. And I know everyone hates that word. But can we just talk about how phenomenal of a job all of them did? And I mean, like, everyone in the cast in that cake scene. The cake scene will now, I think, be a cinematic history moment. That being said... Who knows? Who cares? I care. A lot of people care. But, um, that's just life. But I'm very excited for, you know, the day to come. Just that, you know, these actors can be able to share their work. Now, I really loved the scene where, you know, Zara's attacking Alex with the pillow fight. That was hilarious. I think they did a great job with that. Uma Thurma's character is just the best because she does not pull it up with any BS similar to Zara, similar to, you know, the best friend, all that. And I only am talking about Zara because it's just so funny because she had, like, the most, look, the best friend, the mom, has, like, moments with Alex that make it, like, okay, yeah, totally. But Zara is, like, the total one that will whip his ass and be like, you are so stupid and call Matt on his crap. So, yeah. But the one line that I loved from the friend Nora was, we need more women in the office. Yes. Like, that is beyond accurate. Like, I've never... That, and then the way that she talked about the interest in one of Henry's friends was because she's like, oh, I mean, he's not unattractive, but he also has, like, a brain. Like, that's the most Gen Z, like, elder Gen Z, millennial, younger millennial women thing to say. I mean, disagree, agree, but that's my point. Like, you know, this movie will be very amazing, and therefore people should get paid decent residuals, decent everything from it. So that was kind of the way that it was written. And yeah, it's based off of a book, so there's just a lot going on there. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this so much right now is because I'm about to turn 26. Oh my god, she just revealed her actual age. Can you believe it? I don't give a shit anymore what people think. I mean, I still kind of do because I have that never-ending OCD anxiety plus uh, ADHD. But at the end of the day, I just say what I say and it 
bullying doesn't the people the wrong way. Look, you're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I'm the type of person that calls out the people and I try. But I also try to unlearn a lot of things and I try to check my privilege. Like I know right now what you're probably thinking is, oh, this girl has a lot of money or whatever. Now, look, I will be living below a poverty line. This is where I'm going to say it. Below the poverty line. If I did not move in with my parents and I, yes, am ashamed of it a little bit, but everyone's like, you're saving rent. But the thing is that it's like, am I saving rent and saving my sanity at this point? Because it's been almost four years, four years. But you know, it's a tough time and we band together. And that's what I love about the strike. It's showing the unity, everyone coming together and, you know, paving the way for other unions to ask for what they deserve. Now, I also have an autoimmune condition that, that like requires me to think about spending and all that and just in the whole, you know, from a lot of things. So I would really appreciate it if that like the whole healthcare thing gets better. Because I think about even family members and friends and whatever. When we talk about money, still a lot of us are 5 to 20% like in the world, whereas the rest of them, I saw threads today about like, Someone who works in public school, she's a dietitian, health professional. And I know people are going to say, what does a dietitian have to do with the way that she broke down, though, the economical crisis and the things that people in the writers union have stated, etc. It just goes to show once again, we can still like complain about maybe not making as much, but in actuality, in comparison to the rest of the world, and I include these actors that maybe aren't doing it because they're not the A-list actors that might not, you know, qualify for health insurance. It's a big deal. And I know that that was a long, weird tangent, and I know that not everyone followed it, and that is okay. But I challenge you to think about that stuff right now. But going back to the whole residual thing, like, again, I say this multiple times, but, like, Netflix, Disney, Hulu, Max, Paramount, all of them who are parent of parent companies. Like, again, if you are going to start upcharging, and the fact of the matter is, though, I have been rewatching so many shows like Big Bang Theory, uh, Young Sheldon, uh, Rules of Engagement, Community, Grey's Anatomy, Private Park, all of those old good shows. Abbott Elementary, that's a new one that I'm obsessed with. Again, more people are entering school, which, yes, no, maybe, I don't know. They don't really like it about the, the people entering school, but anyway, staying with teachers. The point is that there is just so much going on right now that, you know, with the rewatches and the price bumpings, like I've said multiple times, that we really should reconsider a lot of things with how we do this with the residuals and make it more than a couple of cents. Like even TikTok, I know I constantly talk about TikTok, but TikTok has screwed over so much with how they do the creator fund, entertainment fund. And it's just really, truly annoying, like to the point where now it's like, like I said, I don't really feel the need to do it that much anymore. People don't have the incentive to go live anymore. And yeah, there just needs to be a lot of change in a lot of these situations. And I don't think we're focused on that enough. But again, the amount of times that a lot of people keep rewatching things, like again, the Coogan Fund needs to be set up better, I think, too, to protect kids. Because 
I bet there's a lot of kids, adults, you name it, watching stuff like Bluey that's healing the inner child. And I know that the whole voice actor guild, all the all the animation guild, that's still separate, but the unite unity, the join together, all that. Again, I am just a pretty much nobody. I even told someone that they probably would have a better chance at having successful podcasts because people actually kind of know of them. And I've also rewatched their show on a streaming service that they should probably get paid for. And before anyone says, like, Nepo Baby this, Nepo, Nepo Babies, again, are not who we are talking about. But even Spencer Grammer, who's technically a Nepo Baby, because Kelsey Grammer is her father, she couldn't afford health care one year. And again, people can say she's a millionaire, whatever. I don't really think so, even though... Kelsey Grammer is amazing. I just don't really think that a lot of people, which money is kind of none of anyone's business, but I don't think that these people are still making as much as we think. I don't think anyone's making quite as much as, like, you think in, like, the Marvel level or the, like, full-time actors on your favorite TV show. I mean, even, you know, the show Rick and Morty she's on, I don't think she's getting enough pay, and I think it just kind of goes to show... You don't really see how much is going on here. You don't really see how much has come out of where we don't really see the sides that is that is making versus it versus not. And then there's so much stigma around acting and writing and stuff when in actuality you see in this moment how much we need it. So yeah. And again, I highly encourage anybody who's a nobody, even like me, to do a podcast. And if you fail, heck, this is my second podcast. I would say neither of mine have been super successful. But would I tell someone to stop? No. Would I tell someone, you know, or myself to try again? Yes, because that's a lot of the industry. One door opens, another door closes, you name it. Actually, weirdly, one of my high school teachers said, like, if a door closes, just open it or something because it's a door. I don't know if that was, I don't know what the point was that saying, but it's just like you create your own opportunities, but also at the same time, when you're in this industry, you have so many back and forth, so many staff, you know who you belong with. Separately, though, to not cross the picket line, to, you know, live a good life, whatever, uh, I know that people are going to say this is like a weird ass like uh, transition, but that's just how I roll. Basically, though, I just wanted to say something quickly before we ended this very, very, very short podcast. I guess you're welcome because I know that not everybody wants to listen to me for more than five, ten minutes, which I get it. I get it. I get it. Um. That being said, I did hear today from someone when I was in a business of acting class that if you are non-union, I want to say that agree, disagree, whatever. If you are non-union, you can be on Actors Access and still audition for roles, you know, do things that are non-union. That are non-union because they are, like, looked through and Actors Access can vet things better than stuff. Now, I think that you can also do that on backstage, but again... I just wanted to let you know that information if we got any other people. There's a thing about crossing the picket line. If the thing says it is, 
SAG or, you know, Writers Guild, don't do it. The way that this person explained it was, don't go and work for UPS when you say that you're not going to support them till they give you air conditioning or something. That is crossing the picket line. That took me a while to remember or fully get. So, yeah, just thought that I'd tell you that quickly because I think that there's a lot of misunderstandings and you need to get clarity because, again, there are so many moments where I'm like, is that right? Is that not right? Is this like, am I losing my mind? Oh, you can do that because it's already been done. You can kind of talk about it because it's already been done. I get it now. But I know that a lot of people want to make sure that if they're trying to join SAG or a part of SAG, that they don't want to do something wrong. And I completely get that because it's very tricky, but you also understand it and don't understand it. And then now there's interim agreements. So again, just know that the writer's strike has been over 100 days. Let's hope they get what they deserve. And you know, every week on Friday, I hear they are in talks, but you know what? It's okay. They're standing their ground. They deserve it. Sags like 37 days in. We will see what happens next. It'll probably go on longer. Who knows about the 2024 season, like I said earlier. But it's amazing just to see, again, the combination between people. And it just shows, like, who, you know, are, is very much a part of the community. Honestly, I feel very proud. I still get full on. I joke constantly, but I'm really close to buying a plane ticket. I know it's just walking around in a circle and virtual picketing is kind of working because I'm doing what I'm doing, but I really just want to be around people that are, you know, very supportive and kind and loving that it doesn't feel like you have to prove yourself like in the whole content creation world and all that like TikTok stuff where people are trying to constantly one up each other. You know, they backstab you, be like, I'm your friend, I'm giving more information. Actually, today I was told that I should probably take a break from TikTok, and I didn't think that I could do it. But now I'm thinking, I'll go cold turkey for a few days. You know why? Because I thought that I couldn't do this where I took a break from a podcast, even though I'm probably not sounding that much more relaxed. But, you know, we keep moving forward. And I know I keep saying that. I know it's not cliche Disney right now because we're mad at Disney and they need to get their act together because we deserve more. Well, not we. We humans deserve more in a lot of the union societal stuff. But actors, writers, all of it deserves more. And the residuals need to keep coming in a good way. And obviously, this will not be the last strike, but we gotta have big time we got to keep fighting and just know that I am with you all the way. Anyone that is struggling right now to get through picketing, just know I am still jealous. I am still jealous. Like I keep saying, I am jealous and I will go out of my way. I mean, I don't need to really, but just so you know, there are people who want to buy a plane ticket to get out. Okay, there's not much going on in the Midwestern region right now. So, yeah. Anyway, this has been episode 7 of Sergi Strikes. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next Wednesday. <music>